What's up, y'all? This episode was our first ever live podcast event called Questions and Confessions, where we do an episode of Hip Hop Confessions, and then we play trivia with our guests. We do it with another podcast called The Questions, Hip Hop Trivia. It's a fun event if you're a hip hop lover. Now, keep in mind, this is live. Make sure you follow us on social media to keep up with when we are bringing questions and confessions to your city. Look for the links in this episode's description. Shout out to the legend Joe Claire from Rap City for pulling up on us in D.C. Enjoy the episode. My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name's Mad Skills. Now let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. Yeah, that's how bootleg we are. I'm just over here playing my own drops and shit. DC, what's poppin'? How y'all doing today? Y'all good? Awesome, awesome. How many people here love hip-hop? Okay, dope, 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 man. Listen, we're going to be doing some dope things today. We're going to get this podcast knocked out. I got a podcast called Hip-Hop Confessions, if you don't know. I had some of my friends on it. Um, and what they usually do is get on and say something that they've either never told anybody or unpopular opinions that people just don't know. Um, I started this in what, 2009 we did this? 2008, I started this podcast. What's so crazy is it wasn't even a podcast. Like it was just like, a, we was just talking shit like at the barbershop. And then what happened was I had people that was telling me things and we would just record it and then put it out. And MTV Jams was running it, it turned into a TV show. We did it at like in festivals and then after a while, it became harder to get people to tell the truth. People was like, I remember having knots raw in there once. He was like, yo, man, I don't really want to say nothing on camera skills. I'm trying, I'm trying to sell these beats. And I was like, bro, like, what's, what's your, like, what's your, you know, your, your hip-hop confession? He was like, man, I, I hate Soldier Boy. And I was like, he said, but I can't say that shit on camera skills. I was like, why? He was like, just because, I mean, I said, bro, Soldier Boy ain't buying none of your beats. It's not going to happen. And then what happened was it was harder to find people to tell the truth. So I stopped it. And then a year later, podcast happened. And I was like, fuck, we was early. Like, I mean, before, before combat, before joke, like we was, it's 2009. Like you can look on YouTube, it's still up. But anyway, that's the history of the show. And, um, I brought it back, and uh, we've been doing pretty good. So um, I, this is the first live podcast we've ever done. So I appreciate y'all showing up, taking time on, on your Sunday afternoon. This is, this is going to be something pretty legendary. And we're going to do hip-hop trivia right after that with my man, Sean. And we, got, we got something special for y'all. It's going to be super fun. So um, this, this guest I'm about to bring out, um, the first time I met him, I actually, I believe the first time I met him, I was actually on Rap City, and they had us in this this churchy looking house, and uh, I can't remember, I can't remember where the house was. It was Falls Church, Virginia. 
The house was in Falls Church, Virginia, and then we go to this house that looked like Little House on the Prairie, and then there's a studio in it. And I'm like, this is where the fuck they shoot Rap City at? <laughs> like, and this was when BT was based in DC. You know what I'm saying? Like the good old days. Before it, before everything went, you know, the way it went. But I, I remember being in this house and me and him clicked and we just we rapped and we he was funny as hell and he's probably one of my favorite comedians. I had no clue he had been a comedian his whole life. But y'all make some noise and give it up for my brother DC Zone. Joe Claire, aka Cleasy. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Oh, I done knocked the hat off and everything. Hey everybody. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. It always blows my mind when they when they say the, the you know, when you say these things that you say about me. I'll be being in the back like they who they talking about? They talking about me. Did I do these things? But thank y'all so very, very much, man. I really do appreciate it. So this might be shit, so we just gonna share that one. I'm, I'm loud. I'm this the first podcast, so this this how we doing it. But how are you, brother? Can I get some video? Can I get some video right quick? I'm trying yeah. to make a post. <laughs> no, for real. I, I, if I keep it a buck, I had to leave my son's game early so I could be here on time. They lost, and then right after they lost, I gave him a hug. So I, I gotta go. <laughs> and so my wife was like, "Where you go?" I said, "I told you I gotta go do this goddamn podcast." And I'm like, "I am hip hop." So when I be with family, she don't think she don't let me be hip hop. When I'm with her, I'm, I'm all in B as a motherfucker, but when, when it's some hip hop stuff, so I gotta get this post so I can make it see. Can y'all just, <laughs> can y'all just say he is hip hop? He is hip hop. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> y'all just got me off the hook at home. Real talk, I'm, I'm married as hell. How are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good, brother. I'm very, very good. How you been, man? You. you been good? I'm good, I'm great. Can I, can I tell everybody about uh, the distinction I gave you the other day when we were on the live? So I told my homegirl, when he called for me, <laughs> when he called me to do the podcast, I, we had a, we shared a story, and I was sharing that same story with my homegirl. She was like, I don't know who Skills is. I, you know, I'm R&B. I ain't deep in the hip-hop. Like, I said, you know my man Skills. He been rapping forever, and you know he do the joint every year, and blah, 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 blah. She said, I don't know. And she said, oh, hold up. Is he like the professor-looking one, like a good-looking <laughs> professor? I said, the what? Is he like a handsome father-looking kind? I said, hold up. Let me find She said, yeah, we like him. Ladies, I didn't know that skills, and did you know that you was the good-looking, handsome professor father rapping it? Ladies, am I, is that who he is, ladies? Y'all go ahead, let him know. Go ahead now, let him know, ladies. Is he the, clap, come on, give him his love. Give him his flowers. Y'all know some of y'all in here, because skills is fine, and I'm trying to go down to the hip-hop shop there on Sunday. Who going to be there, skills? Who is skills? You know the professor one. So that's what my whole girl hit me with. So I had to yeah. that with y'all. Yo, but I'm good, brother. I'm good. First of all, you are the most DC nigga in the world. <laughs> I can't help it. I am, um, I'm, I'm, well, I'm actually from the county. I'm from Prince George's County. Woo! Uh, born PG. and raised. I'm C Pleasant till I die. But then we left C Pleasant, moved to Bright Seat Road, if anybody know. You know, things was getting hectic in Seat Pleasant, so we moved to Bright Seat Road where it was more hectic. And uh, But my dad, growing up, my dad lived right over here on 14th and Rhode Island. So I've been coming into the city since I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old right. and spending a lot of time in the city. And between the two, um, 
it was I never saw a need to not be here, be me, be us, be you know. You can switch it up when you go to Hollywood. They ask you to switch it up. They ask you to soften the way that you speak and those kinds of things, and it will make me even go hard. So they, you know, I'll be like, hold up, slim fuckers, you talk, man, man, hold up, yo. <laughs> yo, straight, straight DC to the. Don't get smacked out, slim. Hold up, fuckers, you talk about slim. If you're not from DC, please learn the way that we speak. It can save your life. If you're one of those people who just moved here and you <laughs> in a dicey situation, if you hear somebody say, fuck is you, leave. <laughs> get your things and go. Because it's about, fuck is you, slip. Don't get smacked out, man. <laughs> Yo, y'all city, man, is is a is a very cultured city. I've been I've been coming to DC back when the clubs was popping. I used to come up here to, to um, what was that? What was it? DC Live, Dream, Love, yeah, all anything that Alize did, the Ritz. Did y'all? Wasn't a club here called Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro, don't get me. Okay, wait, no wait, no wait. I remember. I want to say it was Zanzibar. I want to say it was Trini DJing, right? Trini was DJing. I come from Baltimore with my cousin and his two homies. We walk into Kilimanjaro. The dude behind us get into an argument with the security guard, right? Just regular shit. Regular shit. Who the fuck you talking to, Slim Dog? Like all this shit. We in the club partying, this, that, and third. The dude go to his car, come back. Soon as he walked, soon as he walked to the door, security's like, bro, I told you what the fuck it was. The nigga's like, bow. Just kept walking. I was like, he just, so he looking for somebody in the club. He comes in the club, and you know, you know, it, it's like you ever seen um, weird signs when the dude be talking with the gun and he waving the gun, and everybody like, oh shit! He looking for somebody in the club, and I looked at my cousin because my cousin from Baltimore, and I'm like, where the fuck do you got me at? <laughs> Like, we couldn't stay in Baltimore. Listen, I could have stayed in Baltimore with the U's and the Q's and the D's. I didn't have to come down here for this shit. I'm, I'm 18, scared as fuck. Yeah. Kilimanjaro. Like, he just walked in and shot the security guard like, yeah, the, the nigga I got beef with, I'm coming to find. Yes, yes indeed. And that's, so that's right up the street. That's two wow. blocks up the street. And this was the more cultured part of the country. <laughs> so you can imagine how it was in, in the other parts of Northeast and Southeast. Everybody's getting shot. <laughs> it was wild, man. So, so listen, you from PG County. Yes, indeed. Always been around. So the first time that most of us, you know, fell in love with you and knew you and had a, had a you know, a glimpse into your personality was Rap City. Yes, how did you even get the job at Rap City? This is the best, this is the best story in hip hop. So I graduated from Morgan State University. I had a degree in psychology. I was working as a social worker. I was living on Capitol Hill with one of my frat brothers. We had a bomb ass crib with no furniture. We, we had a spiral staircase. We had brick wall, five places and shit, and no furniture whatsoever to be found. We both had bedroom sets, a stereo, and refrigerator full of 40s. 
It was on. Because that's what Dr. Dre and him had in their video. So that's what Snoop and him had. So that's what we wanted, right? And we were just living. So I would watch Rap City every... I watched BET lineup every day. As a social worker, you ain't got to go to work until like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes I ain't got to be there till 6. So I would do the overnight shift. So I get to watch BET every day. So I'm watching. I'm, you know, digesting it. And I am, you know... I'm here. I'm in the middle of hip hop culture. I have friends who was DJs, and I'm just I'm at the club every night. And this is I'm starting to become a comedian. I and and all of this stuff is popping off. So uh, one day I'm sitting in the house. Oh, so I quit my social worker job to go comedian full time, and I'm sitting in the house. Yeah. What ends up? Well, you. When, long story short, I ain't working as a social worker no more. Now I'm a comedian, and I ain't got to be at work till whenever. <laughs> I'm watching BET all day, and one day I was I, before uh, Rap City would come on. Ricky Lake would come on. Y'all remember Ricky Lake? Well, Ricky Lake started out trying to be like a news show, but then she realized that Baby Daddy shit was what was going be the money. But in those first two seasons, she was trying to do news. So one day they flashed on the screen. If you've ever been harassed by the police for no apparent reason, please call the Ricky Lake. So I said, everybody gonna call. The Ricky Lake Show for this one, so I ended. I went and I called the Ricky Lake Show, and at the time, we had uh, me and my roommate had got our phone cut off, so I had to go up the street to the payphone, drop a quarter in, leave my mother number, right. Next thing you know, I call. I go see my mom or whatever. She said, "You got a call from some producer in New York City. Uh, they want you to come." My mother's a professor and 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 an author, and so she speaks. That's how she. You got to call Joey for. <laughs> Joey, you got a call from a producer in New York about some show they would... I was like, they, they called me back? She was like, oh. I said, okay, okay, give us the number. So I called Ricky Lake. So Ricky Lake had me come up and debate with a conservative, a black conservative talk show host named Ken Hamblin. And so they flew me up. And I, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Because I left my story on the... I, this what happened to me when the police, blah, 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 blah. They, they called that. They said, we're going to switch it up. We'll have you... Because I put on my best Morgan State voice. I ain't use my DC voice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Hey, look here, Ricky. This is what happened, Slip. Hey, man, I was down on 8th Street and then whoop de whoop. Now, I ain't do none of that. I was, what happened to me is when I was, I'm a new comedian and I was traveling down south. And as I crossed the North Carolina line, I, you know, I left that story. So they call me back. So I go on Ricky Lake and I debate with this guy named Ken Hamblin, right? Do the whole show, blah, 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 blah. And then I come back home, and the show's not coming on for two weeks. So I ain't telling nobody it was what it was, boom, boom, boom. And then the show came on. Now, I used to go to the Mirage each and every Thursday night. Exactly. He was security at the Mirage. You understand? So we talking to he been securing a long time. He, he <laughs> anyway, he's from the Jabari tribe. <laughs> For real. So, <laughs> so I go to the club. Now, the show came on on Wednesday, right? I go to the club on Thursday, and I am blown the fuck up. Wasn't you on Ricky like yesterday? Hold up. Hold up. How was you on? Girl, I told you. It was, they started buying me drinks and shouting me out. The DJ shouted me out. And I was like, oh, for Ricky like I was just in here last week and ain't nobody want to give me no pussy at all. 
And now it is on. I got drinks. I got, it ain't time to smoke. And I was like, oh, for Ricky Light? I was like, it was, it was on. I went home that night. I was like, I wonder if I can get on BET. I wonder if I can get on BET. Because I watch BET every day. So I decided to start calling BET. BET was in Northwest, uh, in Northeast DC, not too far from my home at the time. And I was, you know, you young, you fresh out of college, I ain't got nothing to lose. Drop a quarter. So I walk up to the corner, boom, call, get 411. Right. For the young people, that's information. And let me look in the camera and say it, because they don't know what the fuck that is. Can I have the number to BET? They give me the number to BET at the front desk. I call the front desk and I say, can I have Rap City? They say, well, who do you want to speak to at Rap City? I say, the, the, the director. I don't know. There is no director, sir. Nobody directs this show. You can, I can give you the producer. The producer, then give me him. You know, I'm fronting on the phone like I'm a big shot and everything. I get Keith Paschel is his name. I get his voice message and I go, how you doing, Mr. Paschel? My name is Joe Claire. I'm a new comedian in Washington, D.C. I know everything about hip-hop. Please call me back. I need to be on your show. Thank you very much. Click. Hang up. I don't get no call back. Since I didn't get no call back, I was young. And, and idealistic, I call him back. And I ain't get no call back. Call him back. I ain't get no, I call Keith Paschel for 10 months. They didn't tell me no. And it's in my, I'm, I see BET right there. I can get in there. If only I, I, I know I can get in there. You know when you're young, I, can get, I know if I get in there, I can do it. So I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. Never got a call back, right? A buddy of mine who was a DJ calls me one day. Now, by now, we done got our phone cut back on. He calls. He say, hey, man, I'm going to do Rap City tomorrow. Now, I ain't tell him I have been calling these people. This is between me and God. Right. I don't need nobody else to know. You know, you can't tell everybody your vision because they think you crazy, right? I seen that me and Skills was going to be sitting here 30 years later. I seen it. So I call. And so he say, man, we're going to do Rap City tomorrow. I was like, okay, um, where y'all going to shoot at? He said, we don't got a place. I said, tell them they can shoot in my house. I just blurted out real quick, right? He called me back 25, ladies, 25 minutes later. He said, we be at your house tomorrow. Oh, I said, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, 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 I'll talk to you later. Bye. I went right up in my room, got down on the floor. I was like, all right, God. Now, they said you, you be doing stuff like this, but for real, God. <laughs> Like, you going to bring BET to my house, man? They said you had a sense of humor, but you this funny? I ain't know you was this funny. Sure enough, the next day, they come to my house. Boom, they set up. So my DJ partner come in, he set up. And then Alphonse McCullough showed up. He was one of the other producers. He had uh, Chino XL with him. And uh, he had a, two other rappers. I can't remember who it was. And they come to my house. And so they come in, they set up. BT is really at my house. About to shoot an episode. About to shoot an episode of Rap City in my house. Right? I'm, I'm like blown. And so then the guy, Alphonse, keep looking. He's like, hey, man, uh, uh, you a comedian or something? I was like, yeah. I just boom, boom, boom. He said, you know what I see? Man, you funny as could be. I said, okay, excuse me for one second. I went back up in my room. I God. For real, man. Like, for real. The producer know who I am, God. Come on, man. You play too much. Sure enough. Keith Paschel comes about 20 minutes later. The guy I've been calling on the phone. 
he shows up at my house. Now I really can't believe it. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like a little girl inside. Thank you, Jesus. You is the best. Whatever you ask me to do, Lord, I will serve you. For, you know, I can't, I can't believe this. Keep our shell walk in. I say, how you doing, man? My name is Joe Clay. He said, Joe Clay, where I know that name from? Damn it, I know. He said, yeah, you called me, didn't you? I said, uh, uh, yeah, I called your mama. Yeah, I called your ass. He's like, no, you been calling. I said, yeah, I been calling. He said, oh, man. Alphonse overheard him. He said, hey, man, remember the comedian I was telling you I was trying to find? This him. He said, man, you remember the dude? The dude he been calling my phone for months and months and months. The two of them was like, well, boom, well, we might be looking for a new host. They let me shoot a segment right there with Chino XL, and then they had me audition for the 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 host, the co-host spot. And I thought I was I, I couldn't. I, and listen, this is the God's honest truth. I was really only trying to get on one time because my girl had broke up with me, and I was feeling some kind of way. I was like, "Gonna show your motherfucking ass." <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted, because I was blowed up off Ricky Lake. I was trying to keep that little string of appearances going. I did, and then they said co-host. And, and I was like, you mean like every day? And they was like, yeah, you going to co-host with Big Les? I said, with Big Les every day? And they was like, yeah, I went and had my auditions. And next thing you know, that's September. That, was, that happened like May, April, June, and then September. I was the host of Rap City. That's, that's the Rap City story. And... and and I think that's the best story in hip hop. That's a hell of a story. And give it up for just not giving up. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this business, man, we hear, you know, we usually hear a lot of no's before we hear a yes. And I always tell people, like, the right yes, like, one yes can change your life. Just one. They gave me, they told me, yeah, and it's been. I ain't been on Rap City since 99. And it's still like people who pull up. I'm like, you know, that's 24 years ago, bro. <laughs> but people be acting like it was yeah, I'm like, it's 20, that's a quarter, damn near a quarter century ago. But it still affects my life like every single day. Off of, because I made them phone calls when I was, you know, 19, tw I mean 20 something and idealistic. Like, God, please look out for me. And it's it's been serving me ever since, man. Real talk. That's crazy. Man. That's crazy, man. I just remember your like your demeanor and you and Les just having such a good chemistry. It was like y'all already knew each other. Nah, I did. It was crazy. So, so, so there's a number one rule. There's a number, fellas. There's a number one rule in this industry. She is your equal. Don't you try a fucker. She is your equal. Don't try and fuck her. This is big legs. You know I'm sitting there looking at her every day. Hey, Les. Y'all see how statuesque Les is. If he the Jabari, she the uh, <laughs> Les the ones with the spears, the ladies with the spears. And I'm sitting there looking at her every day, but I'm like, you know what? Go in here and treat it like like she's your, how would you want your sister treated in this position? How would you want your mother, your aunts, your good friends that are women, how would you want them treated in this position? Let her shine as much as you possibly can because we always step in as men and try to take over. Let her shine and she gonna let you shine. And that's, if you think about it, in my career, I've always worked with women. Like, 
My radio, it was me and Big Les. I had a, uh, 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 y'all remember me and Takara had a show on BET called Take the Cake. I had, uh, yeah, to me and Takara had a, a, a game show. Don't get it, fuck me. And, and, and oh God, she fine. Oh, she fine. She is your equal. Do not try, because boy, then I went, ooh. Takara, um, then I did started doing radio, me and Sonny, me and Poet, me and Steph Lover. Uh, right now it's me and Marina Morago on uh, on uh, Fox 5 right now. So I've always worked with women, and the number one rule is, man, nah. She came, she coming to work like you coming to work. She here to get her bread. You don't know what she got going on at home. She might got kids. She might got people she got to take care of. So nah, let's get to work. Yes. And that's how I always treat it. That's dope, man. That's dope. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think a lot of times we don't recognize the women in our lives and how much they guide us and how much when we go outside the house, we make sure we treat women outside the house the same way we would our sisters, our aunts, and our moms. So, <laughs> so listen, with that being said, the name of the podcast yes. is Hip Hop Confessions. Yes, we already talked about this. You already know. A lot of people, y'all already know my first hip-hop confession was I never listened to an Outkast album. And to this day, what's today's date? March 20 what? 20? 26? 2023? I still haven't listened to a full Outkast album. I'm sorry. I just haven't. Uh, I, just, I just haven't, and I'm sorry. If they had a video for it, I know it. If it was an album cut, I don't fucking know it. And... I, I, I'm embarrassed about that, but it is what it is. But Joe Claire, yes. I need to know, what is your hip-hop confession? All right. I got, a, I got a couple. But for this podcast, I have a great one. I have an incredible one for this podcast. And everybody listen, this is something I never shared with nobody. Uh, Mad Skills, the rapper Skills, Mad Skills, actually lives in my head and is one of those voices that inspires me on a regular basis. Oh. Tell I'm gonna tell y'all a real story. It's a true story, and you don't remember this. Okay. <laughs> I know, I'm really sitting here thinking, what? So, what everybody don't know, what the people are finding out slowly but surely is, I'm a rapper as well. Mm -hmm. I make music on my own, I produce myself, I still spit, I put records out regularly, right? On the low, below the radar, underground, whatever you want to call it. When I was on Rap City, however, I did not feel like I was a rapper who anyone would actually listen to. But I would do the freestyles, and we would always do the ciphers and everything, and people would be like, nigga, you could rap. But I would never really believe it. Well, I got to get on the Def Comedy Jam tour, and we got to go on tour around the country. And one of the brothers on the tour with me was a brother named Zoo Man. Mm -hmm. Zoo Man is a comedian. He's on the radio down. He's on tour with Cat Williams now. He's on the radio in Atlanta. But Zoo Man can spit. So the first day we meet, he come on the tour bus, and he start rapping. I'm like, oh, you ain't going to be rapping in front of me. And we started this back and forth. We always spit, and that's all we do. Well... As an MC, I'm looking for validation from anywhere because nobody ever thinks of me as a rapper. They was like, you're going to be fun. What's, but say something funny, nigga. Right. Yeah. Where the joke? You got a funny rap song? 
And I'm like, no, I ain't got no funny rap song because we still dying in the streets and women still getting disrespected. We still hungry and all. So I still feel what we supposed to be feeling about hip hop. So we stopped in Virginia. We were in Richmond. And we were backstage. And somehow, some way, you were backstage with us in the dressing room. Me, Zoo, Mike Epps, Samoa was the host, um, and Kid Capri. I think you came to meet up with Kid. Oh, yeah. I think you came to meet up with Kid Capri. So, of course, the blunt go around. We about to go do our show. Yeah, the blunt goes around before we go do our show. And then Zoo Man, you know, start. Mike beat Mike Epps starts. Because if y'all don't notice, Mike Epps can actually, he know how to make beats. And we start freestyling. We start freestyling, and it's like a little cypher going on. And we back and forth, we back and forth, we back and forth and forth, 25, 30 minutes or whatever. Whole cypher ends and all that other shit. And then you come up to me. You came up to me, bruh, and you was like, hey, listen, man. I ain't know you really like could rap, could rap. Hey, Joe, you need to keep doing that shit right there. Nigga, my heart almost just fell on the floor. I was like a real rapper. Just told me that I like I'm like a for real rapper. <laughs> if you are, if any for anybody, anyone who's ever undertook a creative endeavor and opened yourself up to being creative, being vulnerable, whatever you are, you looking for validation. You looking for confirmation. You looking for it all the time. And not from your friends. Like you you need it from somebody, somebody official. Somebody official. You, for since 1998, have been in my head as a keep producing, keep writing, keep going That's crazy. voice for me. So when you started doing the yearly joints, and I was like, he can still spit. I was like, a real rapper told me <laughs> that I can rap. So I keep spitting, and they keep getting better. And right now, I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm, a, oh, I'm a monster with this shit right here. I'm, yeah, I'm an old, my, <laughs> I have a movement. The movement is called New Music for Old Niggas. <laughs> That's that's my that's my movement and it's and it's really about me producing. And then 20 years ago, I taught myself how to produce. Over 20 years, I taught myself how to produce. I actually teach music production in the schools. I taught in the jails. I teach people how to produce. I teach creative outlet. But I, I sell tracks. I make money from tracks, the placements and all that. But I also make started recording myself and. And I like what I like the shit that I say, so um, I do, man. And so you know, since so since you called me for this, this wasn't the confession I was gonna give. But when I when you when you hit me right before I got here, I was like, I guess we gotta be vulnerable, bro. You been in my head as one of them voices. There's a few that I have. You, oddly enough, Wendy Williams. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy said some wild shit to me one day that, but she checked me I was doing some wild shit and she checked me and I never did the fuck shit ever again because she you know you live people gonna live in your head when they say things at least let them live for something that can help you instead of 
you know, they, that mental real estate that people take up in your head, and you have been one of them. I know you ain't know. That's why I, knew, I, 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 was, I was like, what could, I guess I'm going to tell them said, this shit. When you said Mike Epps started beatboxing, I was like, oh, shit. Remember? Yes, I remember that. And you was like, hey, Joe, man, you need to. You told me that, and Chris Tucker told me that. Wow. And I never forget as long as and Kid Capri, he's a, he one of yeah. Kid Capri to this day is one of my biggest supporters. He, he loves my music, keeps telling me what critique, tell me what's good, what's wrong. Put that shit out, run that shit. Hey man, put that shit out, Joe. What you doing? You sleeping? Put it out. I'll be like, but it need Nah, fuck that. Put it out. Right, right. So yeah, man, that's my confession. Wow. I know you didn't. I know you. I wasn't ever gonna tell your ass, did you? You know you can't share these stories. But now since we're in the new age, and you know it's all about <laughs> men need to express themselves and be vulnerable. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I got a story for your motherfucking ass. A real one, a very real one. I appreciate that. You, you welcome, brother. Now, do you want me to tell the second one? Or we yes, good? yes, because that's a good one too. Let's, okay. Let's, let's, real quick, but I get please. All right. The second confession is. Y'all know, so I tr I tried to get a record deal back in like 96. 96, I tried to get a record deal. Combat Jack that you just mentioned. Rest in peace. His, rest in peace. His name is Reggie Osei. He was an attorney at the time. He was an entertainment attorney. Somebody took me to Reggie Osei, and he was going to give me a record deal. He was like, shit, we can get you about shit. We can get you some money. You already on TV. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So, so then my manager at the time, her name was Christy Clifford. She started helping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Christy. And she worked with uh, Clark Kent. And she worked with Kid. Yeah. And she worked yeah. with Kid Capri. Yeah. She is Kid's manager. So Christy took me out to certain to different people to start getting beats. And one person she took me to was DJ Mark the 45 King. Anybody who know hip hop know DJ Mark the 45 King is I it. So I go to his house. I go to Mark's house. Mark, this was 1996-97. He was the first person I seen have an automated house. He, he had a big ass thing that controlled his house. He go, he could flush the toilets. He could open the door for you. In 96, he could stay upstairs in the kitchen, see your ass, tell you to come in. He was he was just some other shit. And so we go over there, and DJ Mark, the 45 King, gives me, he gives me the hard knock life beat. Boom, 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 Y'all know the song. He got, I was like, I need that beat. He's, he gave me that beat. He lets, I go home, I write a song, I wrote a song called Hard Knock Life to the motherfucker. It took me about two weeks to boom, 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 maybe more like three weeks. Boom, 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 boom. I call Mark back, I call Christy back. I'm like, boom, I want this beat, I want to make a record with it. I got the record, I'm ready to buy it. She says, okay, let me call Mark. She called Mark, she said, nah. That beat gone. I said, the beat gone? Said that beat gone. I said, well, who the fuck got the beat? I eat that nigga up. Whoever got that beat, I tear his ass out the. the rest is history, Jay Z. <laughs> that dog walked it, walked it all the way the fuck down. I took my little song and put it all the way in the back. 
never to be spat again. My song was about my song was about a handicapped kid growing up in the ghetto and how hard his life actually is. Stop laughing. And but it was it was more uh, for me it was more a a critique of what we really call in a hard knock life because I I, were, I was a social worker as I said and the people that I would work with really had hard knock life so that's the perspective I wrote from and it wasn't funny it was serious but once I heard Jay join I was like well I I saved this for the March of Dimes when they call if somebody. <laughs> When they called, I got a record for it. I got a record for you. Uh, we gonna need some licenses and shit of some beats, but uh, and that's that's so that's a true story. That's an amazing confession. What's crazy is circling back around to Mark the Forty Five King. When I did the first album, I did the Nine Factor, and um, when Q Tip took me up to Stretch and Barbito, that freestyle that I did was over his beat. Right, so it was just a random Mark the Forty Five King beat, and he had a he had put out like a twelve inch with all these beats on it. So my A and R at the time was like, "Yo, we got it." That freestyle blowing up, like the shit went viral without, I guess, before viral, before YouTube or whatever. So hella people knew the song, they knew the freestyle, and it's getting pub, it's getting bigger, and people like. So then Stretching Barbito put out this bootleg freestyle. Album and it had my joint on it, me, Souls of Mischief, Keith Murray, and my my manager's like, no, we put when we put your beat, when we put your song out, we gonna we gonna go to Mark the Forty Five King and see if we could buy that beat, see if it's still up. Like everybody already associating with you with the beat, let's just go try to buy it, so the other DJs across the country can get a good clear copy of it on the twelve inch. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we go we go to his house. They like. We're going to Mark the 45 King House. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like you said, I went there and I'm like, like, what is he holding in his hand? Like the, the blinds and shit is opening. <laughs> like, it's like, and it's 1996. I'm like, how the fuck is he doing? How does he have all that? He had a fucking phone booth in his he house. Had a phone booth in his he had a phone house. booth, like a red London phone booth, like hawk, like phone booth no in his bullshit. house. The shit worked. Yeah. I'm and I'm like. Like, who is this nigga? Like, I only know him from Queen Latifah and 900 yeah. number, the Ed Lover dance and all that shit. So we in his house, and he's like, yeah, you know, we could do the business. Like, you know, my A&R is like, you know what you want? He's like, man, you know, just give me like 10. You know, he talks real. So he's just give me 10. Just 10 Gs. Yeah. He's like, 10 Gs? Like, we, we, it's good. You, you know, call Theo. Call my lawyer. Work it up. So I'm like, all right, bet. So he's like, so what else you guys want to do? So I'm like... So you got some more beats? He was like, yeah, you just play some, you wanna hear some tracks? I was like, the coolest, calmest dude. And I'm just like, yeah. So he's like, I bet. So he starts playing, he hit a dad, he starts playing beats. He's like, yo, if you hear something, just let me know. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he walks out, and me and me, Reeve listen to the beats. I'm like, yo, number three is crazy. That joint crazy. He's like, like boom, boom, boom. Then I just smell something like cooking. I'm like, is this nigga cooking? <laughs> You know, we probably just gonna grab a slice or something on the way back to the crib, like, cause we caught the train out there. So I'm like, this nigga cooking. Yo, so we listen to the beats. I got my head this way. I'm listening, cause the speakers here, I like to be close to the speakers. I'm like, I wanna hear this, I wanna feel this joint. So then I'm sitting there and I see my my, my AR look, he, he looks at the per, he looked like he looking at somebody else coming. So I'm like, why the fuck is this nigga looking at? He, he ain't looking at the speaker no more. He walks up. 
and I feel somebody tap me on my shoulder. So I turn around, and this nigga is standing there with an apron and some cookies. He was like, you guys want some cookies? I was like, Mark the 45 King is baking us fucking cookies? Like, nobody's gonna believe this shit. So then, I'm like, I said, you made them? He was like, yeah. So, you know, you get the warm cookie, like, you get the cookie, I'm like, this is the best cookie I ever had in my life. And he just disappears and goes back to, the, to wherever he was. Like, he was so chill, and I, was just, I just remember him like just being like very inviting, like his doors, like his doors was open. He had all these little gadgets and shit before yeah. motherfuckers had him. Yeah. He was like Willy Wonka before like Willy Wonka. Yeah. Shit was crazy, man. I went over. Her, I was like, wow, this, I have never. Yeah, no, you got it. He he's he was ill, man. So shout Mark the Forty Five King for just opening his doors and just being a cool dude. What I will say is he was what let me know that he was one of the people that let me know that you know some people. This is what. We do. Mm-hmm. We are hip hop. This is I don't have I don't the rest of the world don't exist. Right. It is this. It's right all here. I do. So his social, you know, and that's what I always appreciated about him and people like that and mm-hmm. places like this. This what we do. Like this will this what who the fuck we are. We can't help it. We weirdos and all that. I still my wife don't even know I'm here. She think I'm downstairs. <laughs> she think I'm downstairs Shit. making beats on Sunday. Shit. But you know I still make beats and my kids are like nobody else dad make beats. Right, cause your day ain't me though. You gotta understand we so so so. Thank you for doing. Yeah, this no, thank you for coming. Great man, stories, for sure, great man. stories. Them stories need to be told. We need to own the culture. We need to tell everybody about our culture. It's just as valid as anybody else's. Facts. So, you know, this is Facts. So, y'all give it up one more time for Joe Claire, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all give it up one more time for Joe Claire, man. So listen, you, you gonna stay, you gonna hang around for a minute, play, play hip-hop trivia. Y'all ready to play some hip-hop trivia and get this shit started? All right, bet. let's get it going on. Um, we gonna get Sean, me and Sean, I'm gonna control the music. This is Sean Cantorous, he created yeah, yeah, this yeah. amazing game called The Questions, and it's super dope, and we gonna get into it right now. Yeah, 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 stay right where you at. Get your phone out, you playing too. Oh, okay. And you talking all that culture, hip-hop shit, we gonna see if you win. <laughs> What? Let's go. <laughs> All right, then. All night life, nigga. What? <laughs> Sean, let's get it going. Talk yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how's my mic sounding? If I got a shout, I'll shout. If it, you know, I want, I want this to sound good. So if the mic sounds fucked up, then we lose the mic. How you guys doing? Thank you so much for coming out. This is the first time that we've done this. You know, Skills has done hip hop confessions. I've been doing the questions hip hop trivia since like 2018. The first, one of the first times that we did this was in LA. This was a little event that we were doing, hip hop trivia. We wanted to do something for like the hip hop heads, exactly what Joe was talking about. We had this event. All of a sudden, I see somebody coming to this bar in Highland Park, which is in this like hip area in Los Angeles. I'm like, is that Mad Skills? Right. Mad Skills walks in and he plays the game the whole time. And I'm, I'm hosting the game and I'm just like, 
Mad Skills is here right now. And I, I approach him afterwards. I'm like, yo, what? Like, I'm glad you're here, but why are you here? Right. And he's like, oh, I saw it in the calendar in the LA Weekly. And I was like, damn. And he's been down with the questions ever since. Where we had to pivot oh. to the, you know, when the quarantine hit, we went inside. We started doing this on Instagram Live. We had Big Les on the show. We had a bunch of people. First guest who ever came on, Mad Skills. And now Mad Skills brought us all out here to the East Coast. So I'm really happy to be here. It's super fun, y'all. Y'all gonna love it. It's super fun. I mean, Mad Skills is a fan. So if Mad Skills is a fan, you, you know that it's gonna be hip-hop as fuck. You guys are gonna enjoy it. So before we get started, I want to make sure everybody's got their phone set up. If you haven't already logged in, you can go to crowd.live. And then the code that you're gonna put in is DC Hip Hop. I think my man BJ also has a QR code somewhere. I don't know. There he is, he's in the back. If, if you need Crowd. to scan the QR, crowd.live, and then it'll ask you to put in DC Hip Hop as your code. Crowd.live in your web browser. DC Hip Hop. That's the game. See, when you say it, it sounds so much cooler. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, just, I'm gonna just repeat everything you said. Right. Not mad at that. So basically, this is a hip hop trivia game. It's 15 questions. And we're going to be talking to Joe because I think some of these things, Joe is also going to have some, yes. some interesting things to share about. Yes. Um, All right, so we're going to get into our first question. You guys are going to have a limited amount of time to answer. So here we go. First question Buster Rhymes, original group, leaders of the new school, had a famous on air breakup on this television show. Was it Rap City? Yo MTV Raps, TRL, or Video Music Box? Get those answers in. So while, while we have them all answer, you obviously hosted a show for many years. Did you ever have like any weird moments like with like tensions with artists when you were, you know, hosting people uh, on the show? Uh, <laughs> complicated question? Yeah, that is a complicated question. Yes and no, I'm, I, yes. Yes, um, I'm not gonna say the group. <laughs> okay. The nigga will come see you. <laughs> but um, I was given instruction. He, one of the group members was sitting right there and I was given instructions not to ask him nothing. Wow. So Don't talk to him about nothing. They pulled they you aside beforehand and they were just I, like, they pulled you aside they pulled beforehand. They pulled me aside. Matter of fact, it went from me to the producer, it went from them to the producer to my ear. Okay. And then that's how the whole thing had to play out while we were sitting there. I didn't ask no questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept moving. But it, I mean, afterwards, everybody hit the bluff, so it seemed like they was doing it. <laughs> so you can't say who it was? I said, well, I'm not doing that. That was my educated guess. I mean, maybe he was having a bad day. Like, let's not judge him. Yeah, you know, like, I, I don't know what happened. I never heard the other end of the story. I was at work, like I said. And I was with the supervisor at the time. The supervisor told me, don't talk to him. We don't talk to him. <laughs> All right, let's see what the correct answer is. The correct answer to that question was, of course, Yo MTV Raps, which Whoa. was.
Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. it it's up there. The cameraman's kind of circling, and Busted looks at him. He's like, not right now. Like, turn, turn the cameras off. And that was the yeah, end. But, it was, but they put him out of the group on Yo MTV Raps, right? Right. And then yeah. I saw something like a year later when he was on BET. I don't know what show it was, but he was promoting the coming. And he was like, first of all, let me just say leaders of the new school has not broken up. And I'm watching it now when I was doing research. I was like... Pretty sure they yeah. did. Busted. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure they did. Charlie Brown and Busted right. just did not get along. Right. He had them on the first album though. They were on the coming. They, there was the leaders of the new cut. So like, I, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're I moving mean, on. Busted was the star. Busted was the star. No, yeah. nobody's mad at that. Let's move on to our next question. All right. The Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture is home to a collection featuring an MPC and a synthesizer belonging to this hip-hop producer. So we're getting some DC things in here, you know, little, little local questions. Was it Kanye West, Pete Rock, Jay Dilla, or 88 Keys? Get those answers in. I have not been to this museum, because I don't listen. Right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful? It's beautiful. You have you this right? We talk with the Smithsonian now. <laughs> I see a couple of people looking like they might know it. There's a, there's a lot of tension in the crowd right now. People are nervous. Don't get mad at yourself if you don't know the answer. It timed it out quick? Let's see. Let's see. The answer was Jay Dilla. Timed out. Okay, look. We're going to keep it moving. We'll see if it keeps happening. Who ain't know that? But who, did, who, who knew? Who did that? We might be having some Wi-Fi issues. That might be why, but hold tight. We'll, we'll all be good. Any Jay Dilla uh, affinity stories? Anything? Affinity, yes. Of course. I mean, he's, he's the greatest ever. As a Who said that? <laughs> Somebody said, Skills got one. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. funny. We all know I passed up on running by the far side. Okay? I, I fumbled. Okay? Hey, Skills, do you want this beat? I fucked up. Joe. Facts. I gotta wear that shit till I die. Um, yeah, so you know, he was a huge inspiration as a I started making Kid Capri taught me how to make beats in like 99, okay. 98. Okay. And so then I, you know, just started studying, 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 and I come, you know, I figured out what Jake Dilla did, why he was so incredible, so on and so forth. Fast forward about 18 years and then I met his mother. My Dukes. I met my Dukes, yeah. she and uh she is partnered up with a guy that I know very, very closely. So I didn't believe it was really her. And then I met her and she was like, I know who you are. I was like, you don't know who I am. I know who you are. And she 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 actually encouraged me to keep putting music out. So wow. Yes, yes indeed. Amazing. That that means a lot. And oh, but and I got my right to know. Okay. <laughs> Most importantly. Most Alright, we're gonna move on to our next question in this rag. Get your phones ready. Here we go. 
Uh, nope, not what's your favorite Jay Dillaby. All right, this comedian was the main source of inspiration for two projects in Wale's career. Was it Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld, or Dave Chappelle? Get those answers in. Come on, DC. Y'all better get this one right. This back with Nike boots. Five seconds on the clock. Mr. Joe Claire, what is the answer? Uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. This is a mixtape about nothing. <laughs> mixtape about nothing. The mixtape about, and then you did the album about nothing. Album about nothing. And there was like some music videos or stuff of them just hanging out. I didn't yeah, know. And so now they, you know, we, if you ask Jerry Seinfeld who his favorite rapper is, he always said, Wale, Wale is the best rapper ever. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, he didn't know, I forgot where he answered that question at, but Google it. Say what? Yeah. Oh, yep. top five, that's oh, right. Top five, exactly. Oh, so, I went to a show recently in Cali, it was Little Brother, and Hannibal Burris opened, because Hannibal raps now. Hannibal raps as well. So, well. as a comedian, and as somebody who knows a lot of rappers, what is the crossover between comedians who can rap versus rappers who are funny? Um, the like, crossover is a lot of us comedians can spit. Like, like Carlos Miller from 85 South Show can spit. Right. Mm -hmm. can spit. D-Ray Davis actually can spit. Mike Epps, I produced records on Mike Epps' album, if you Google it. Mike <laughs> Epps got a whole album out, videos and everything else. Wow. Because it's, you know, we, we're, we're, we're linguists. Right. And so, it's from a joke to a rhyme, it's... It's a, it's an easy jump. Lil Duval, you know, owes a big chunk of his career to that song. Sure. You, you and me. I wrote Black Men Don't Cheat. That's right. And Black Men Don't Cheat. But he delivered it very well. How about that? So it's right. We write this like we feel like we're cousins, but, right. you know, we understand it's a whole other skill set to actually be able to rap. Because even when it's like, even like a Mob Deep song, like Punch You, like Rocking Your Face, you know, step right. your brain with step your nose, but that's mom. kind of funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but but I think the climate of hip hop didn't leave a lot of room for a whole bunch of joking. Because right. you had to be so serious, but then it's like when people came out, they was having fun. It's why like Skilo is looked at as a one year wonder. I think that's a great song. Right. right. Like, I wish I was a little bit tall. I was amazing. Was right. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, a good know, record. And, but then look at look at most of the dirt look at most of the dirty records. Yeah. Old dirty yeah. bastards. Look at him. Them toes is hilarious. Let's give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, we're gonna move on to the next question. This gangster rapper attended a White House luncheon with President George H. W. Bush in 1991. Was it Dr. Dre, Easy E, Ice Cube, or Scarface? Get those answers in. Every, everybody better get this. If you was born before 95, you better get this one right. It's people in here like, wait, who was the president again? Right. Wait, there was another Bush? It was two Bushes? <laughs> exactly. That don't look like... Uh, Joe Cleasy, what's the answer? The answer is B, easy e Woke up quick. At about noon, just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young niggas at the path throwing up gang signs. Ran in the 
What do you think they ate? <laughs> Let me see. President George H.W. Bush from Texas. You know it was brisket. It was definitely brisket, beef barbecue, you know, that whole whole thing. And I and I predict that Easy E fucked that food up when he was in there too. <laughs> I bet Easy E and they wouldn't ate everything because he bought like five plates or something. It was a it was a twenty thousand dollar plate something, and I think he bought like five plates and blah 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 for George. I don't remember how he got there. He, they sent him a letter and he responded to the letter like, and they were like, "Would you like to come?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he went. It was like the Republican National yeah. Republican Committee, National Com- Convention, National Republican Convention. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm going hundred twenty thousand dollars a whop. Boom, let's go." And, took, and he took, like, he was like, I got to get a photo op. Like, like, because yep. ain't nobody going to believe this shit. They didn't know he was easy. They knew Eric Wright. Eric Wright, oh. yeah. And they, they sent him an invitation under Eric Wright. Got you. And then they probably saw when he pulled up, and they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know ain't nobody sitting at that table with him. Them five places was empty as hell. He bought out the table, exactly. <laughs> All right, we got the final question in our first round. You guys are doing great so far. Let's see what the answer is. The 1994 soundtrack to the Street Fighter film features a collaboration between MC Hammer and this athlete-turned-rapper. Is it Shaquille O'Neal, Deion Sanders, Daryl Strawberry, or Chris Weber? We had to turn up the heat. You know, we can't just give you guys simple, easy questions. We got to oh. dig in the crates here. It's getting a little testy. Now you know C. Webb played for the Wizards here. So that's our guy. That's my man. So do they have it? Y'all you got know it? what's so crazy? When don't nobody know the answer, everybody start fucking talking. <laughs> Yo, do you know the answer? I believe the answer is B. Dion Sanders. Let's hear it. kind of funky though remind me of Bobby Brown like remind me of I kiss you then I kiss you back I mean who amongst us doesn't remember the Street Fighter soundtrack right it's a joke nobody (laughs) (laughs) exactly Um, you hosted a show called Mad Sports yes First of all, was that inspired by Mad Skills at all? It was. It was, you know, the, everybody was using the name Mad at the time, and we had Mad Sports, but Mothers Against Drunk Driving made us change the name to M-A-A-D Sports as opposed to M-A-D-D Sports. Because they sure did. So it, it went from Mad Sports to Mad Sports. Oh, like the Kendrick Mad. Like right. the Mad <laughs> Right, sports. Mad Sports. And now, I have a confession about that show. I am no, I'm not a sports fan. I hosted Mad Sports for four years, and I don't know a motherfucking thing about sports. It's one of those things that ladies do not know that men who don't follow sports, we are ousted. We are, we are looked at sideways. We don't, they don't, you know, because when we go to Super Bowl parties, by halftime, we in the kitchen making daiquiris with the chicks. We in there <laughs> eating all the meatballs and shit, not paying attention to the game. We need a support group or something. Yeah, we over there. We in the kitchen with the women and shit because I don't give a fuck about this game. I came over here for the women. Who, who is the best athlete turned rapper? Is it Shaq? I feel like- I'm, I'm going, I'm going Hands to, down. I'm going to go with Shaq. Shaq. I would say he's the most successful one, and I like the way. I used to actually, when he made No Hook, 
Right. We made the record. We don't need, yeah, no, we don't hook. need no hook. I was like, okay, I love Shaq for that. And so I'll say that Shaq was the uh, the best one. But don't forget, C Web produces, and uh, Kobe had an album. Um, uh, Who was the worst? Meta one? had an album. Um, AI. AI. Don't do Virginia like that. Don't do that shit. AI had records. You know, if a- if I had to say. I love I love Bubba Chuck I love Iverson but that shit was trash. It was trash. You got to give them A for effort. Like you know, like that's not their field. They, like it's amazing that yeah. they tried. But, I remember him saying that the, the commissioner called the man David Stern and he was playing the album and he was just sitting there looking at David Stern and David Stern was like, "Have you lost your fucking mind? <laughs> like you can do a lot of things, you can't do this." And then I just heard Shaq on uh, K. Slay when he did uh, 40 MCs or K. Slay did a bunch and Shaq got on that thing and he Shaq hold, still hold his own. It's crazy because me and Shaq had a beef. Yeah. Me and Shaq had a, a like a lyrical war against each other. I still don't. We did a, I did a whole P. Cutter mixtape versus Shaq. It was... Are y'all friends now? Yeah, you know, we friends now. Oh, I'm about to say that. shit got me, it got me all the way to TRL. I remember being on TRL. Talking to the little, the, uh, the host of TRL, like, why the fuck am I here? And it was, it was when um, they was playing the, uh, the Detroit Pistons. And they lost to the Detroit Pistons. And I knew Ben Wallace. And I had Ben Wallace call me and give me a drop for the mixtape. And Shaq was pissed. <laughs> It, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I, I still, to this day, I just found out, like, I was like, why did you even diss me? Like, like somebody called me like, yo, I think Shaq has a song dissing you. And I was like, that shit makes no sense. He was like, do I call you a lot? I was like, nah. He says, so I'm, if I'm calling you now and I'm telling you Shaq is dissing you on this fucking mixtape, you don't believe me? I said, bro, I don't even know Shaq. Okay, well, I need you to come over here and listen to it, and if Shaq ain't talking about you, then tell me who the fuck he's talking about. And I was like, all right, so I come over there. So I come over there, I'm listening to the song, and I have the door wide open. I'm just like, listen, and he's rapping, da 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 He's like, yeah, you, you a punchline rapper, you think you cannabis. I'm like, okay, close a little, little door. Like, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you, try to be, you be trying to use metaphors, you think you dope. I'm like, hey, a little bit. And you ain't even the hottest rapper from Virginia. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it ain't that many of us. It's me, Pusha, Malice. It ain't that many of us. Like, oh, shit. Then I'm like, nah. And my man like, see? And I'm like, bro, it's no fucking way. And he's like, and I heard you used to work at a parking deck. Take the keys to this motherfucking Phantom and park my shit. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Shaq is fucking this. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really happened. I'm glad you guys squashed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now you get now you got unlimited general insurance. <laughs> Shaq done got rid of the general. He took the general's place. The general ain't even in the car no more. It's just Shaq. What do you mean I can't get in the car? <laughs> all right, so that's the end of our first round. Now we're gonna move into our second round, which is called Check the Rhyme, and this is all about lyrics. So we're gonna ask you questions about lyrics. Uh-oh, I hear the grimacing. I hear the grimacing. On zero to a hundred, 
Drake compares his shot to that of this NBA player. Is it Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, or Michael Jordan? See, we're touching all the different, you know, we, we, we went to the 90s, now we got Drake here. It's all the areas. Come on, y'all. Y'all know this one. Joe, what's the answer? The answer is B, again, Steph Curry. This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Now, somebody said, somebody's like, nigga, we 45 and older. We don't know these goddamn rhymes. But, but we supposed to. This our culture. Even though we might not agree with everything that the young guys say or how they do it, we still got to keep up with what's going on and knowing what they, because they have a, a very valid point of view as well. That's how we, we supposed to stay up on, on game. New music for old niggas, exactly. I love that. That's so dope. Thank you, man. I, shit, I should have wore the hoodie. I got the hoodie in the house. On the song December 4th, Jay-Z's mom describes that Young Hove taught himself how to do this at the age of four. What was it? Was it tie his shoes, read, ride a bike, or rap? What did Young Hove do? Damn, was Jay was rapping at four? <laughs> More, y'all. And he wasn't writing it down either because he didn't know how to write. Right? Come on, y'all. All right, let's hear the answer. Or Joe, what's the answer? The answer, I believe, is C, ride a bike. Sean was a very shy child growing up. He was into sports, and a funny story is, at four, he taught himself how to ride a bike. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Is that a big deal? I don't remember when I learned how to ride a bike. Is I was definitely riding a bike. <laughs> With training wheels, but I was definitely on a bike at four. Y'all know ain't no, y'all know ain't no training wheels in Marcy. They do not let you ride no training wheels in Marcy. Hell nah. So that's exceptional. <laughs> you you go ride a bike through Marcy. Shit, at four years old. After all the stories I heard, he lucky he still had a bike. Crazy because the hard knock life beat sounds so cheery and sunny. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to hear that song one day that you did, Joe. I don't know if you got that in the in the vault. Oh, that, you'll but... never hear that record. <laughs> nah, nah, you gotta let that out the chamber. The marcher, I sold it to the marcher dives, and they said, y'all, y'all ain't never gonna hear that record. In, in your defense, hearing the concept of the song as you explained it for a song called Hard Knock Life, kind of makes sense. Jay-Z made a very dope song. What is Hard Knock Life about? Like, it's, you know, I'm Jay-Z, life is hard. You, you hit the, I'm, this is not anti-Jay slander, guys. I'm just trying to, trying to big up Joe for his, his, his demo. I was you know? working with the young people who needed some help. <laughs> who could be mad at that? All right, we're going to move on to our next question. According to the lyrics of Kick in the Door, which member of Junior Mafia accompanied Biggie Smalls to Howard Homecoming? Was it Lil C's? Lil' Kim, Bugsy, or Capone? Another DC-centric. Every rap, everybody who ever listened to these, that album know that rhyme. Joe, what's the answer? The answer is D, Capone. We hit Howard Homecoming with my man Capone gunning. Fucking something. In DC at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone gunning. Fucking something. Damn, I'd have got that wrong, because I definitely thought it was C's. I definitely thought it was C's. I'm like, Big and C's? 
Niggas don't take Capone nowhere. We don't even know who the fuck that is. Who my man Capone gunning fucking south. C's probably still hear that like, that's a lie, I was with Big. I was dead. I was dead too. All right, we're gonna move on to the fourth question in this round. Here we go. Run the Jewels takes their name from an ad lib on a song by this rapper. Is it OC, Jizza, LL Cool J, or Run DMC? Where did the name Run the Jewels first appear on a record? If you know, you know. Joe, you look a little stumped. I thought I, thought I knew this one. Oh shit, it's getting real now. I'm going with B to Jizza. But I thought that was the RZA saying that rhyme. Let's hear the answer. Like it just don't hold your hands in the air and wait for like it just don't care. Hold your hands in the air. Listen. Listen. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, don't run your jewels because the meth got you open like fallopian too. If you know, you know. I was wrong. That, that question right there was when the game went left for a lot of people. My bad. Okay, you know what? LL. All right, we got the last question of this round. Here we go. Positive K's 1992 single, I Got a Man, finds the MC trading bars with who? Is it Queen Latifah? Himself, MC Light, or Moni Love? Who is he rhyming with? And I got a man. And everybody like, I know the song. Can we hear that, Skills? Can we hear that? I don't know, tell me, is it so? Do you get a kick out of telling brothers no? I got this one wrong. What you say? I said light. No. And it's and I got it wrong. That is cram to understand. You. That's cram to understand. That's another. He got a song with light, right? Yes. On Positive K's I Got a Man, that is actually Positive K rapping in the voice of a woman. This is Positive K. remember hearing that song and being like, yo, whoever the fuck she is, she riding that beat. Right. Like, she was in the pocket. That was actually Positive K. They did some shit to his voice. Wow. And he couldn't find a girl to do the record. In the video, he has three different women playing the different girls, but that's actually Positive K rapping. Crazy. I mean, if you knew that, hands up if you actually knew that. Okay, that's like half the room. Okay. How I, and I know Paul. Some of y'all lying through your hand up. No, you got it wrong. If you know, you know. Right? All right, so we're on to our third round. The third round is called Digging in the Crates, and this is the sample round. So we're going to ask a question. Oh, play a sample, and you have to answer a question about the sample that you hear. Let's go. Okay. But I'm, I'm mad at that one right there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I usually, I'm, I'm on point with this shit. Yeah, this is the sponsored by Who Sampled Round. All right, so, uh, Roberta Flax, Gone Away, was sampled or interpolated by this artist. Let's hear it, Skills. Y'all ready for it? 
Drum break, that sample, was famously used on this Eric B. and Rakim single. Was it Eric B. is president, I ain't no joke, microphone fiend, or paid in full? Let's hear it again one more time. What is the answer, Joe? The answer is D, paid in full. This is a journey into sound. I be wanting to sing PM Dawn, though. Sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. All right, let's hear the next sample skills and then I'm going to ask him the question. Lee Dorsey's The Greatest Love was sampled by this group in 2000. Was it Jungle Brothers, Slum Village, De La, or Jurassic Five? Let's hear it one more time. the ball on this one. I'm going to say B, Slum Village. Jurassic Five? Party people, your dreams have not been fulfilled. If you know, you know. Let's get ill. That's right, y'all. You're more than rough. We're calling you bluff. And when it comes to rock. Rest in peace, Dave from De La Soul, y'all. Rest in peace. How the fuck did I miss that? How did I miss that? 
Yo, I did not. I, you played that sample four times. I had no idea what record that was. It gets that's ooh, I, ooh, the ooh, easy. Ooh. The easy shit is out the way now. Let's get to the grid. Daylight. We're in the terror dome now. Um, all right. So this next one is a little different. We're gonna play the sample, and you have to tell us which of these artists did not sample it. So, oh look. Mm. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what this was. So let's hear the sample first. It's Big Juris. And the sample is Horizon Drive. So let's hear the sample. All right, so here we go. Who did not sample it? Was it Diamond District, Fat Joe, Gangstar, or Lil Wayne? Let's hear it one more time, Skills. Pulling out the stumpers. So, Joe, what, there's some obvious ones in here, obviously. Okay, and I'm going to say, and I hope I chose this one correctly, I'm going with D. Lil Wayne. He says D. Lil Wayne. So we're going to do a little journey now. We're going to go through everyone who sampled, and we'll find out at the end who did. So first, play the, most the most obvious one. Let's hear it. Then we had DC's very own Diamond District. Let's hear that. I keep my chin up, back straight, check my shoulder. Remember what I told ya, I'm a soldier. Kick the one I'm down and I keep composing. You never see me sweat, but the sleeves might roll up. But when they roll up, nigga, I mean it. If I show up, nigga, I mean it. Wait a minute, hold up, nigga, I mean it. Y'all, that's my witness, nigga, I mean it. Love Diamond District. So this is the moment of truth. The third artist to sample this. Let's hear it. Oh, that's the Let's go. Fat Joe is the only one who did not sample that. If you know, you know. Stumpers. Stumpers. As soon as I heard, I was like, oh, and that was my song, too. Him and Robin Thicke, right? Yep. Robin Thicke. That was a crazy record, too. I love that record. That record was tough. Ah, a little tricky. Now, it was on both. No, it was on both. No, it was on both. No, no, no. It's Lil Wayne featuring Robin Thicke. And it's on the card. It's on... It's on both of their albums. They probably albums. put it on both of them. It is it's on the Carter. But it's on the Carter 3. Yeah, it's on the Carter 3. It's on the Carter 3. Two, 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 two. two. Carter 2, yeah. All right, so we got one last question left in this round, and this is another stumper. So, talking about Between the Sheets by the Isley Brothers. Okay. All of these artists have sampled it that we're about to list. You 
have to drag on your phone and put it in the correct order from first to last. All of them sampled it. So you guys know what you're getting into. Skills, can we hear the sample? And then I'm going to pull it up on screen. Oh. One of the best records ever. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, choir. We got some singers. <laughs> oh, Jeezy. All right, so you guys have to put it in order. All of these artists sampled it. Here we go. From first to last, we got Common, UGK, Notorious B.I.G. and Jay-Z. So who put them, who sampled first to last? You have 15 oh, seconds. I was just going to come in and just say, run DMC, war Adidas. I thought it was going to be that easy. Nah. <laughs> so they have to put it in order of who sampled it first, first who sampled it last. and who sampled it last to last. Yeah. Damn, so big, big pop. Was that ready to die? Life after that it was ready to die. Ready to die. Ready to die. So that's mid. Let me All right. So we're gonna actually give the answer in reverse order. So we're gonna take a time travel. So you know, we'll we'll see. And you are gonna play a different part of the because it was different parts of the song used, right? Uh, it's closer than you probably think. But what? They what? all, they all <laughs> took the same loop. Joe, if you had to venture a guess right now, what, or, and you have to venture a guess because that's what we just asked you, what, uh, what, are, what is your order? Mine go Biggie, UGK, Common J. Okay. Anybody else? Any, anybody else? What would you get? Biggie, Common, UGK, and Jay-Z. Okay. Common, UGK, Big, and Jay-Z. Okay. Look, we're going to be here all day, but there's some, good, there's some good answers. So we're going to go reverse order now. So who used it the most recently, Skills? I, I think it's in the order. I, I, are you about to play ignorant shit? I think he is. So this, yeah, this most recent. Yeah, ignorant shit. All right, so Jay last. Yes, sir. Just the sound of his voice is a hit. <laughs> this shit was hard. Oh, that shit was hard. Make big heaven or give it to me. One of those. Ooh, this shit hard. So that was that was American Gangster. So yeah. that was that was the most recent. Then we had the most famous, probably, sample of it. Oh. 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 Really? Uh, yeah. oh. 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 I like this. So we went from 2007, Jay, to 9-4, 9-4, 94. 94. So that means... So it's only two left. It's only two left, and they did it before so this Big is Papa. Tell you. Before Big Papa. Okay, so next up, in 1992, November 10th, a little group from the South called UGK sampled it on Cramping My Style. Let's hear it. Rest in peace, pimp. Well, it's me, the I-N-F-I-N-I-T-Y. Coming upon the M-I-C, let you know that I, I'm sick and tired of weak minded two-sip brothers. Only out for one thing, and that's to get you on the cover. 
a month prior to that, in 1992, <laughs> Common's first album, Breaker 1 9. Let's hear it. <laughs> this was 1991. Two. 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 You see, I'm trying to get the boot on me, but you just want to block me. Check it out. So get your rider, rider, thunder, cloud, and broom, 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 because I gotta, gotta get some elbow. Common, early common was so dos effectsy. Right. Like it was so iggity, iggity, bum, stiggity. He really was. Riggity rap. <laughs> yes. Give me the gang suits. <laughs> All right. Got that all wrong. So we've now reached the final round. So this is what we're going to do, and it's pretty special. Joe, I think you've gotten 10 out of 15 right. I've been, okay. I've been counting. Does that sound about right? All right. Okay. So we have somebody here in the crowd who has scored 12 correctly. Okay. So we're going to bring this person up, and we're going to enter our final round, the speed round. You guys are both champions out of this room, but I need just 10. To come up here, just ten. Thanks. Whoa! All right. All right. Why'd you play him over there? I hit the wrong button. My bad. That was supposed to be the, the John. I hit the wrong one. I was like, wow, we're sneak dissing the winners now. Like, what's going on? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all give it up for just ten, man. A lot, that's a lot of right questions. It's a lot of right questions. What's your, what's your secret, Justin? Like, are you just a living, breathing hip-hop head? Like everyone else, of course. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. We got Justin, we got Joe. You guys are, are neck and neck. You with 12 points, Joe with 10. So this is our speed round, and it's called Time's Up. So what we're going to do is you're going to have 90 seconds each to answer five questions in the category of your choosing. They're not multiple choice. If you get them wrong, it's done. So, you, But if you don't know, you can say pass and we'll go back to it. Okay. So Justin, since you are in the lead, you will get to phone. go you first. Do the phone? No, no phones. Okay. We're putting the phones down. Oh, shit. <laughs> and of course, we have OC's time's up. Yeah. Right. So oh, we're gonna, we have that skill, so you're gonna cut it off at 90 seconds, right? Yeah. So, these are your categories, Justin. You get to choose which one you want to do. We Wait, have I'm going what? First or he is? You're going first. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the first category is called What's My Name? It's about rappers' government names. Okay. The second, since it is, you know, National uh, Women's History Month, Hey Ladies. This is questions about ladies in hip hop. Okay. And then finally, we have hip hop authors. So you pick which category you want to go in. Uh, let's do the names. He's doing the names. Yes, sir. Okay, so going over this again. Five questions. Okay. No multiple choice. If you don't know, say pass. If you get it wrong, though, it's done. Gotcha. We got OC times up, times in 90 seconds. Show some love to Justin. He's this is... let, me, let me just say, we did this show, like, live stream on Instagram, and I had some of, like, hip-hop legends sweating. I'm talking about the Just Blazes, the Questloves, the Bun Bees. This is, this is frightening. And to be on a, a, a stage right now, right. you didn't know this was going to happen. Nah, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> Look how cool he is. He's, he's loving it. Cool yeah, he's like, what up? Fuck is you. <laughs> Major fuck is you energy right now. Right. 
Um, all right, so what's my name? 90 seconds on the clock. Skills, gotcha. uh, is it a little lower so he's going to be able to hear me? I got you. Yeah, okay. 90 seconds on the clock. I'm going to give you the government name. You tell me the rapper. Ready? Okay, gotcha. Let's go. Christopher Wallace. Notorious B.I.G. That is correct. Earl Stevens. E-40. E-40 is correct. Rakim Mayers. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky is correct. Tracy Marrow. Ice-T. Ice-T is correct. Leslie Pridgen. Freeway. Freeway is correct. Five out of five. Joe, where you going, Joe? Stop playing Joe. Everybody say it with me. Joe, come back. Joe, come back. Joe, come back. Shit. Slim, I ain't fucking you. But you don't have to pick that topic, though. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> All right, so, Joe, you got two more categories that we can do Hey Ladies or Hip Hop Authors. We're going to do Hey Ladies. Hey Ladies. It's only right. Five questions, no multiple choice. If you don't know, say pass. We'll come back. If you get it wrong, it's burnt. Got you. you ready to do this? Yeah. <laughs> as ready as you can be. And make some noise for Joe, because not only has he been amazing guests. He also has shared such great stories. He obviously is a hip-hop head. That was never in question. You've gotten so many of these correct. Like, but still. <laughs> but still. Hi, Miss I Tracy. <laughs> All, All right. right. Hey, ladies. 90 seconds on the clock. Yep. Here we go. In 1987, this DJ became a member of the group Salt and Peppa. Spinderella. That is correct. This rapper gained further notoriety when she became a cast member on The Real World, season one. Heather B. Heather B is correct. Nicki Minaj's 2018 album, Queen, features a song named after this Street Fighter II character. Man, I'm, they play video games. Uh, <laughs> pass. Pass. This rapper was briefly diagnosed with sudden and severe hearing loss in 2005. Female rapper. Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown is correct. Jean Grey was a member of this group when she recorded under the moniker of What What. What was the name of her group when she was What What? Pass. All right. What Street Fighter character was it? I, I don't. I <laughs> Somebody help him out. I ain't do video games. Chun Li. Chun Li. All right, we'll give it to you. And then Jean Grey. What was the name of Jean Grey's group that she? Jean Grey's group. What What? You know, I'm thinking conscious dollars. And thinking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, the baddest ladies in hip hop. <laughs> that is not correct, but that's a great name. All right. The answer was natural resources. Yeah. That was the name. Did anybody Damn. know that? Did anybody know that? You know that? No, I, I thought natural elements. I but thought it was natural if elements. If he had said natural elements, I would have. I saw all of it. He ain't no need for so I, I get half a point or something. If you know, you know. But he got all five. He got all five. Yeah. So he got six. Make some noise for Justin. Make some noise for Joe. Uh, what a great time. Thank you all for coming out. Shout out to the Hip Hop Shop. Shout out to Mad Skills and Hip Hop Confessions.
My name is Sean. The, the question's hip hop trivia. You can follow us on all the things. I, make, I got an announcement. Joe, make an announcement. I got one quick announcement before y'all leave. I'll make sure y'all watch me every day at 3 o'clock on the DMV Zone on Fox 5. All right. On TV every day. Yeah. And then you can. Please check me out. Check it out. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Hip Hop Shop. Hang out. We're going to be, you know, chilling for a bit. You want to pick up a copy so, of the game? So, who won? I mean, Justin. Oh, well, we got to oh, come from the front. Oh, my God. Like, what am I doing? What am oh, I doing? Oh, it's a whole ceremony and shit. It's a whole ceremony. <laughs> y'all pull out y'all. Didn't I just stand right here? Just stand right here. Y'all pull out y'all phones. Y'all make sure. this. He just won the D.C. Hip-hop trivia champion is Justin. Make some noise for him. So with that being said, I usually wouldn't, I usually wouldn't play this nigga shit, but it's only appropriate for this. Y'all make some noise for Justin one time. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. One more time for the champion, Justin, y'all. You don't see just how wild the crowd. Yeah. You don't see just how fly my style is. I don't see why I need a style. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this.